United States submarine base at Key West, Florida. A dispatch that quoted President Truman's press secretary, Charles Cross, as saying that President Truman has no knowledge of any secret project by this government that would give substance to the existence of such objects. Ross also said that both the Air Force and the Navy deny that such objects it like gets worse every time. This is her slow stroll through like figure eight around the entire room. Until she was like, um, oh, I'll just go lay back down <laughs> in my bed. It's fine. Oh, cute. Um, hey, what's up? My name is Noelle and I am finally having like the first relaxing day of the week because Apollo went in to get his teeth cleaned. Oh. They put him under. And he cried about it for three days straight. Oh, Apollo, yeah. why? Yeah, I don't know. Just in the middle of the night, crying. Just... Did they hurt him or was he just No, I think he was just upset. Oh, buddy. <laughs> yeah. I don't like going to the dentist either. It was horrible for me. Aww. I, I like, at first, the first day he was just fucked up. And you can tell that he was upset that he was fucked up. Yeah. And then the second day was like he was still kind of fucked up and then just... I think just a little mad that he got got, you know? Yeah. He's like, then, you took me in here and I thought I was going to have a good fucking time. Yeah. And I woke up at the dentist. Yeah. And then the third day was just, I think he had come to a realization of what happened to him. Yeah. He got and violated. He, he wanted to let me know how upset he was. Oh, you yeah. know, my sister used to call me and she'd be like, um, Duncan wants to talk to you. And Duncan was her husky. And mm-hmm. I'd be like, Duncan, what's wrong? And I would just hear. Rawr! And she'd be like. I took his toy away and now he is yelling at me. And I was like, Duncan, be nice to your mom. And she, In retrospect, this is a super white person story. Uh, <laughs> but I would like try to calm Duncan down over the phone and yeah. just because they're so they're so talkative. They have a lot to say. And it's funny because like for a husky, Apollo doesn't really use his voice because mm-hmm. um, he grew up in apartments where dogs weren't even allowed. So he knows like not to like talk a lot. Mm-hmm. But when he does, boy, does he yeah. have a lot to fucking say. He got the city after you one time. I know it. He really did with his fucking noises. Oh, Apollo, you little queen. Little bitch, little, little bitch. I thought Cora was bad. Yeah, you're a little queen. Yeah, like how he just slams his head down on his pillow. Like, Dramatic. yes, I know. Hey, goblin, go lay down. Well, uh, hi, and I'm Chelsea. I am... Uh, I am a space egg. Space egg? Yeah. The coolest kind. A cosmic space egg. Speaking of space eggs, also, happy first day of Hanukkah. Oh, I want to shout out um, all of these things slammed together because an Israeli scientist has come (laughs) out and said that... (laughs) I got tagged in this. 67 times. times at least good yeah it was really fun he's he's israel's former space security chief and he has made claims that alien aliens exist and are already among us and there's like a galactic federation and mm-hmm. the all presidents have known and they just keep it on the dl because they know that we're not ready for it and honestly like i kind of believe that um, he claims that the American government had an agreement with a galactic federation of aliens, but Mr. Trump would not reveal the truth because, quote, humanity is not ready, he said in an interview with um, an Israeli newspaper. And he says, 
The apparent agreement was struck to allow aliens to research and understand, quote, the fabric of the universe. Um, and honestly, like, I kind of get behind this. The cooperation agreements between the U.S. government and the Extraterrestrial Federation included an, quote, underground base in the depths of Mars, he explained, where American astronauts and alien representatives mingle. He also reportedly said aliens play a part in preventing nuclear holocausts and address addresses when we can't jump in and visit the men in black in his book. And um, he was a part of Israel's space security program for like almost 30 years. And I don't know, man, I kind of. Yeah, he's an 87 year old who lives in Israel in the middle of like fucking conflict he has nothing to lose that's what i'm saying he has nothing to lose or he's like just super crazy i don't know i've heard crazier and like yeah you're gonna hear crazier tonight i know i'm gonna hear i always hear crazier from you so like i truly believe this man like i just feel like he has nothing to lose and nothing to gain from telling us like okay so he wrote a book whatever like, so does everyone else who's done anything in in the security or intelligence or government agencies. Right, yeah. Literally everyone does. Like, what is there to... I just... I don't know. And I feel like it's the same story that aligns with that Canadian representative who said the same fucking exactly thing. Exactly what I was thinking. Who, like, testified before Congress. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God, the heat I forgot to And then it it's, uh, it's also super sad because these people give these interviews and then they get marked as these i don't know like crazy huff too many gases extremists and yeah but like it's so wild because 99 percent of the population buys into ufos but then the second you start talking about what that means it's just whoop, out the door yeah it's so weird how like we're willing to accept the first half of the sentence but not like what comes after the semicolon it's it's really fucking weird just the fact that this is this is another person who spent their life not only in like a really important part of that government, but like that would work directly hand in hand with knowing this information. And same thing with that guy in Canada. And it's just like, it's so discouraging when like MSNBC will cover this story and then be like, you know, highlighting the fact that he's like 87 and like mm-hmm. you know a crackpot and you're just like but is he though they get a reporting on it is it really that crackpot of an idea to be like there is intelligent life out there other than ourselves yeah it's all part they're just do these slot these soft disclosures so that when the hard disclosure actually comes and there's an alien knocking at your fucking door we will swallow it hook, line, and sinker. And the aliens are probably going to be government people being like, hey, do you want, like, mercury vaccines? And we'll be like, yeah, shoot it right in my throat. And they'll do it, and we'll buy it. <laughs> Not that I'm scared of vaccines. That was just the quickest example I could think of. Yeah, great job. Thanks. Now you're, get now vaccinated, you're, please. Oh, God, yeah. everyone get vaccinated. Now you brought us on to fucking anti-vaccine. I know. I will say I got my flu shot on Halloween. So I am committed. I have the gay frogs in my blood. Can't wait. So, yeah, I have to um, go get a flu shot. We wanted to do the drive through one. Just drive through and get it mm-hmm. real quick. I got mine at Walgreens and it took forever. And I got I paid 30 bucks mm-hmm. for yeah. my flu shot. Inter- I didn't have insurance. Intermountain just was like drive up. Nice. Yeah, everyone should get vaccinated. 
everyone please get vaccinated but um anyway yeah that's my that is my um happy first day of hanukkah gift to everyone is that um aliens exist and live among us and uh yeah and we've done been done known about it we've been known god i'll say it once i'll say it again it's such like weird small brain human ignorance and like self-obsessiveness that make us think that we are so fucking important and entitled and perfect that we are the only intelligent life forms in this vast un unmeasurable universe like how fucking small-brained and conceited do we have to be to like think that like Mm-hmm. it's so fucking silly it's just absolutely hilarious to me like i don't know i don't know man sometimes you know what i was thinking the other day and maybe it's because i'm at a point in my life where i spent a lot of time i spend a lot of time alone and in isolation and um i'm able to pick the corners of my brain mm-hmm. that have been sprinkled with hallucinogenics and i'm like maybe religion is like an episode of ancient aliens maybe god or a creator right because like here's the paradox is like for someone who's an atheist you would say okay if there is a god then i don't know like why i don't even want to fuck with him like children with cancer really that was your fucking master plan like Mm -hmm. fuck you yeah this whole like god's plan everything happens for a reason starvation war just like like everyday bullshit you're like is this necessary that was it that's you doing your best just sprinkles on my bullshit sunday like really um so you would people who are like atheists often use the atrocities of humanity and existence as the explanation and reasoning as to why there is no god um and then you also have people who do like dmt Mm -hmm. and have a collective conscious experience and everyone has like the same trip and like when you get to a certain level of like doing this type of psychedelic everyone talks about seeing this like alien Mm -hmm. hyper intelligent being that like tells them something that is so like mind-blowing it changes their per like their perception and their existence forever and every single person has when they'll have different trips but when they get to that point it's all the same Mm -hmm. and it's this like what i would almost describe as like a like a higher intelligence like god-like figure Mm -hmm. and so if we want to smash those two things together and be like maybe and and then also kind of like the ending of men in black right maybe we are just some like alien project that has just been kind of like like a like a old like a buzz lightyear toy. It was cool in nineteen ninety-three, but now it's kind of lost its shine. Dude, you have fallen like so fucking perfectly into what we are going to talk isn't about that, tonight. Right? Like, isn't that kind of like what if that's it? And that's why children die of cancer and people die of starvation and racism fucking exists, because like we were just this fucking science experiment we were just a shiny toy at the time Mm -hmm. and then like we were left alone it's no divine creation of some almighty perfect powerful being that made us pieces of shit 
Like that's not, that's of course not. Why would, why would we exist in all of our selfishness, jealousy, greed, and hurt if we were created in the exact image of something so perfect? And if that something is so perfect, why did it create such imperfections in war and famine yeah. and et cetera, et cetera? And you all like, thought pet rocks were fucking it? You are the pet rock. That's what we're I'm all saying. the goddamn pet rock. We are, we man. We're a fad. That's what I feel like. We're that's- the Furbies. We're the Tamagotchis. Yeah. We're the fucking fidget spinners. Yeah. That's, that's us, us, man. That's us. We are Toy Story. We are what happens when the toys you bought seven Christmases ago come alive at night and make a fucking world and a society. Yeah. You know? Yep. So anyway, that's how I feel about that. I feel like I've come to that conclusion and I'm like, well, I hate to break it to you. What? Are you just going to prove me right? You may be absolutely fucking primed to believe in the concave earth theory okay so let's you ready to get into it and i'm actually really excited that you said that because this is gonna fall into the why i'm so excited that i said that because it's been bothering (laughs) me for a while yeah well let's talk about it man so right now let's uh the concave earth in a nutshell i discovered that concave earth exists and it's not hollow earth hollow earth is like where we can go down in the center and there's another earth Mm -hmm. in our earth there's also the flat earth theory and then, you know, the glo- Earth is a globe. Whatever. I had a LinkedIn video pop up in my LinkedIn recommendations, and it was a fight between a flat earther and a concave earther, with a flat earther being like, we just need to like come together and get on the same page. And then the concave earther was like, no, go fuck yourself. And I was like, what the hell is concave earth? I also, thought it was just hollow earth. what was this LinkedIn post? Yeah, we, I don't know. I need to find it again and send it to you. different LinkedIn, LinkedIn is just a party for me, and I don't know why. Yeah, we don't use that app the same. Um, so right now, we break down earth into the following layers. Crust, mantle, outer core, inner core. Mm-hmm. And the surprising thing is, is we've only really known about these layers for about 100 years. And this is because the technology to detect layer samples is tied in with seismic monitoring, a.k.a. just measuring sound waves generated by earthquakes and how those waves are affected by different layer composition. And we know that measuring earthquakes is fucking snake oil. Right. (laughs) And we just, yeah, it's just we pass sound waves through the earth and we're like, this sound wave behaves differently in this layer than it does in that layer. So we think that they're made up of different things. Not, Not too hard to do it. So... But the concave earth theory takes everything we know and literally turns it inside out. Mm -hmm. So imagine a perfectly round egg. The inside of the white shell in the concave earth theory would be the earth's crust, where all the oceans and land masses exist. The clear part or the white part of an egg is our sky. And the yolk would be space, meaning that everything we see and know in our own little sky yolk, including our sun, all exists within our egg. Um, So that outer edge of the yolk um, which touches the egg whites has like our sun in it and then you go a little deeper you have the planets and further and still like more of space the moon doesn't even fucking count moon doesn't exist and we will talk about that later oh god so it's just really important so like is the universe made up of a bunch of eggs maybe like a carton of eggs we'll talk about it not a carton of eggs something much more crazy um like a scatter of eggs Okay. Like a scatter point graph. Okay. Graph, not graft. Anyway, so 
It's really important. I got this confused the first day or two of reading into it. Concave Earth Theory is totally different than Hollow Earth Theory. People say them interchangeably and they're fucking stupid. Well, yeah, of course, because like Hollow Earth is just like there's a basement inside of Earth. Yes. And this is like our own little ecosystem. Like, you know, when people buy like, uh, what are those things called? Little. Like terrariums? Yeah. But like. Yeah, there's something else. Just like it is literally a mini. Like, what are those things? Sea monkeys. Yeah. Sea monkeys. When people buy little sea monkey terrariums. Yeah. You're looking at their entire universe Mm -hmm. and it's in a little sandcastle on your desk. Yep. And uh, that's it. That's us. I believe that. So let's talk about this super cool ass dude named Cyrus Teed. Teed was born on October 18th, 1839. Yeah, that's what I thought. I was typing that out. Dude. What if you're Cyrus Teed? I am. And you just had a breakthrough. What if he communicated to you? <gasps> I believe it. Like in the corner of your brain. I do. He was like, hey, He's... you should research concave earth theory. Oh my God. We're the same. So, and he was a regular guy for some time. He's, I'm a regular guy. Yeah. And he served in the Union Army. A little different. Okay. But he was on the North. He was on the North <laughs> side. That's all that matters. Yeah. So he was on the North he was side. He's right. So the North, yeah, yeah. The North side was better. Uh, that's what we fucking want. Yeah. That, that, I'm my man. And he practiced eclectic medicine. So during, I'll tell you all about it. Um, Is this where I'm not like him? No, I think you would actually really like it. So during the time of Teed's upbringing, traditional medicine was the cool as hell bloodletting practices and lots of mercury-based remedies. Oh, yes. Fish, they were using mercury for everything during that time. Including cavity fillings. Yep. Where they literally filled your mouth with mercury and then wondered why your eyes would bleed. So then they would subsequently diagnose you with ghosts in your blood. I knew it. Um, And obviously... Yeah, and obviously when people were not getting better from slowly poisoning them to death, hmm. other medicinal practices popped up, including eclectic medicine. Now, it sounds super crazy, and uh, but really all it is was treating illnesses with plants and using knowledge of the body's physiology along with botany. So basically just like practicing medicine. Mm-hmm. They were like, oh, you're, you're freaking the fuck out because of this rash. Let's put chamomile on it, which mm-hmm. is what we do today. It's really not crazy. Um, so Teed graduated from medical school and opened his own relatively successful practice. Which Can we just pause there and yes. remember that graduating from medical school back in this time was like, does someone have a headache? Drill a hole in their head. Yeah. Give them cocaine. Yeah. Fine. Does, is someone having like a hard time reading? Have you tried leeches? Yeah. Like that's literally what going to school for medicine was. Yeah. And then for someone like a radical thinker at the time who was into these alternative medicinal forms was considered like an eccentric. Yeah. But it was just like, maybe plants are the answer. Yeah. Like I saw a meme that was like, you know, when people do that, like thumb trick where you make it look like your thumb is coming yeah. off the hand trick. And it was like women in the 1800s. And it was like them doing thumb trick. And then it was like men. And it was like, which yeah just burning <laughs> them the fuck at the stake. that's all that was well, all modern medicine well luckily then. teed was a man good and they did not burn him they gave him a medical license um and his practice was actually pretty successful which got him into some more fun activities including alchemy and electricity oh fun. so i still kind of like you i'm liking you as the teed guy thank you i'm reincarnated as him yeah he believed in reincarnation so, so here I'm we him. go yeah um, so he used electricity alongside beliefs in alchemy to see if he could transform matter by pushing high amounts of electrical currents through it. So he's just shocking shit, hoping it would change. He's Frankensteining. Yeah. And during one of these experiments in 1869, he shocked the living hell out of himself so fucking bad 
that he claims he had a divine illumination and it changed his whole life. Well, um, during the blackout, Teed claimed that he saw God as a woman, cool, and who not only told him all the secrets of the universe, but also how to use science to correctly interpret the Bible. Naysayers at the time claimed Teed suffered brain damage by frying his head like well, an egg. Maybe. They're fucking haters. I mean, you know. Because regardless, Teed felt his calling was to take this vision and roll with it. So he changed his name to Koresh. Like David Koresh. Yeah. Because fuck you, that's why. Actually, it's in the Bible. Um, He took on like the biblical translation of his name, Cyrus Koresh. And then he went on the fun route of building a bonafide cult religion called Koreshanity. Oh, my God. It's like we're the same person. It is. And here's what they believe. Oh, God. I'm not ready for it. Reincarnation. Uh-huh. Immortality. Uh, I don't like it. Collectivism. Uh-huh. Alchemy. Uh-huh. Celibacy. Ugh, but they did believe in e- sexual equality, so they didn't treat well, women. Well, well, yeah, well, what's the point of it, David? But that's, everyone's celibate. That's like a really low bar in the early, like in the 1800s. Yeah. And they were like, no, nah, women are equal. And so they were considered crazy oh my god but also celibacy and then they also believe that teed was the seventh messianic leader with jesus being the sixth um oh wow he lost you he lost you a little bit god yeah man you can't just like make a cult and then be like and also well actually that sounds cool as hell that is what all cults do yeah because i bet if you were to do like a bio on him it would be like everyone is celibate except if you fuck me I'm the guy. Yeah, yeah. You can fuck me. That's that's David Koresh shit. I didn't see anything too creepy about him. We like, don't know. These people weren't getting interviewed for a fucking right. Netflix documentary. Well, I know. I wish they were because um, he made a place in Florida. Of Otherwise, of course. Estero, Florida. And he called it New Jerusalem. He called this. Oh, here we go. I'm getting into the shit I can't pronounce. He called this the Vitalis of the Great Cosmogenic F, meaning the belly button of the Earth. <laughs> uh, he firmly yeah, believed Florida yeah, is the belly yeah, button of the Earth. There's yeah. so much lint in there, yeah. and it just smells weird sometimes. <laughs> so he 100% believed that his city would not only become a utopia with 10 million people in Florida. Florida. Yeah, get out of here. Uh, but he believed that the streets would be 400 feet wide. Just large enough for your mom. What? 400 feet? Yeah. And also the location of the second coming of Christ. For what? You know what? So someone like me could finally commit a (laughs) U-turn in one go. That's (laughs) why. What the fuck is that? What part? Who the fuck? Who is like, I'm going to create a utopia. And (laughs) the roads are finally wide enough. (laughs) God damn it. 400 feet wide roads. You're just like, that's not what anyone wanted. That was his pet peeve, I bet. It was just like a very narrow road. No one wanted that at all. And he was like, not anymore. Um, but you know what? 250 people bought into it and they managed to create their own power plant, which was actually pretty cool and gave the surrounding towns electricity for a small fee years before the technology was available to that region. Um, and the last living Koreshian named Hedwig died in 1981, which is crazy. I wish we could have met this person Mm -hmm. and lived alone in new Jerusalem all by them fucking selves until, they gave all of the land back to Florida. She was the only Koreshian buried on the property. Where'd the rest of them get buried? Out. They shot him out of a cannon into the egg. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, can you imagine if that's like... 
that was how you wanted to be buried was to be shot out of a cannon. That would be so cool. And your body's just flailing all around like a fucking That would be test cool. Like it's all like limp because rigor mortis has like gone off and like your family's all crying at the yeah. side of you like <laughs> skipping the water. Like oh just like God. a naked rock. If someone could skip my body on, a, on like a lake or a body of water, I would be so happy. We should start a radical funeral service. You can't shoot bodies into rivers and stuff and lakes but i think we could probably get one or two out before we got arrested for federal crime yeah i think we can throw it out in the ocean yeah we could do it illegally yeah. there's no legal way to dispose of a body well, in the that's ocean. that's true there's no legal way to dispose of a body unless you're paying someone mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so pay us and we'll do it we're business women anyway so we talked about the egg thing earlier mm-hmm. so teed hook line and sinker developed this thing and bought into it called the Koreshian Cellular Cosmogony. Uh, anyway, so he's, this says that our sun is an invisible electromagnetic battery revolving in the universe's center of a 24-year cycle. Our visible sun is the only reflection, as is the moon, with the stars reflecting 24 us... 24-year cycle? Uh, yeah, I don't know. We're never going to talk about that number again. Okay. Um, with the stars reflecting off of these disks that float in the sphere's center. Inside Earth, there are three separate atmospheres. The first composed of oxygen and nitrogen, which is closest to Earth. The second, a hydrogen atmosphere, and above it, a third, um, which is like our thing in the center. So Earth's shell is hundreds of miles thick and has 17 layers. The outer seven are metallic with a gold rind on the outermost layer. And the five middle are mineral, and the five inward are geologic strata. And inside the shell, there is life. Outside, a void. The void thing is cool because he believed that outside of our egg, there's literally fucking nothing. What about another egg? No, not in Teed's thing. We're going to go into more diverse flat earth theory, but Teed believed we were the only ones. See, that's how I know he's wrong. Yeah. We're not the only egg. No, that's like shitty to think. There can't just be one egg. There's got to be a chicken somewhere. (laughs) There's so many eggs. God, to think that like we're it, we're the best that the universe and existence could come up with. We're we're not even a rough draft, dude. No, we're just like word vomit. Yeah, that's we're yeah we're just a practice sheet. Yeah, um, we're doodling. We're doodling on the corner of the actual war. Yeah. So Teat started out preaching about concave Earth theory, where he taught that like we're held by centrifugal force by our spinning into the innermost walls everything that we know is inside our egg and it was pissing a lot of people off um so they a newspaper article from the time uh called him in 1907 called him a rascal using religion and uh he stated that to know of earth's concavity is to know god so he went around telling people that if they truly believed in god that they couldn't go against him or it would be denying god well i mean kind of right because like you flirt with the idea if like if we are just a single nut hair on an entire nut sack that is the universe and you believe that like God just made us only mm-hmm. us in his image and we're perfect, then like to believe that there are other nut hairs yeah. is kind of like going okay. against that, you know? Yeah. So he is kind of right there and that's where he and I are different. 250 people. He got, got him with it. That's that's. 250 too many and you know what he did what he wanted to use science to prove his theories and he did the coolest thing ever which was make his own fucking college called the koreshian college of life 
And uh, with them and a professor named Ulysses Grant Morrow, they conducted what is now known as the famous Naples experiment. The Naples experiment, Morrow made a rectilineator, rectilineator, which was a 12-foot structure. Um, well, it was 12 feet long and 4 feet wide. And they made sure that it was only a 19-year-old lovely mahogany. I... <laughs> <laughs> What the hell did she just cough up? <laughs> she heard the pretentiousness of mahogany and then it just got her. <laughs> and now Apollo's leaving. So basically what they would do is they would get these really long 12 by 4 structures and they would line them up one another on the beach in Florida. Mm-hmm. And then they measured along. They would take, you know, they'd measure, take the slab at the front, put it onto the end and then just keep measuring. Mm-hmm. And so it's hard to really describe what the reptilian nature her. I had to write like rec like this phonetically so I wouldn't mispronounce it every time. But what the reptilian nature me- measured um or what it looked like doesn't matter. Like you can look it up. We can also post pictures of what it looked like, but think of so what they were trying to determine is think of it this way. If Earth were flat and we put like a giant cosmic ruler on it, mm-hmm. there would be no difference between the horizon and the ruler because the it would the plane would never change. Mm-hmm. So if Earth were concave, which is what they were trying to prove with the experiment, and you put this giant ruler down, the horizontal distance would dramatically increase upwards the further out you went because mm-hmm. it would mean the curve was going up. So they were trying to measure these horizontal level measurements every 12 feet, grouping them in to like... Uh, one-eighth of a mile chunks. So, and Morrow actually kept pretty meticulous details, and anyone who even, like, checked or touched his rectilinators had to get, like, initial of permission by them. So he was really pretty on the ball, and all of these records are held within the Koreshin Unity Foundation Museum and Library. Yeah, because his compound is still there. Okay, good. Um, and they all do prove that the Earth is convex. And there are a lot of other ways that they prepared this experiment, including, like, smoothing out the beach and doing a lot of math. Like, I watched a 14-minute video that just talked about the math they did, and I was like, what the fuck? Like, it was a lot of crazy math. And it wasn't just, like, I don't know. It was, like, crazy rocket science that they were doing. And I have no idea how they did it. But they found that the concave curvature of the Earth is, in fact, concave. So obviously they went wrong. Their math wasn't right um, mm-hmm. because the Earth isn't concave. Or is it? Um, but when scientists revisited th- this experiment, they just they discovered that Morrow went wrong by simply not having enough data because you can't prove the flatness or curvature by only measuring a total distance of four miles, which is what he did. So how did he go wrong? Um, well, he was only a professor in name only. Uh, his only academic accolade was that he was a principal once. Of the Corning School of Shorthand. So you can just go around and sit, make up titles yeah. and people are like, yep. Yeah, he was a principal of a school that taught you how to write shorthand. And then he went to the new college and they're like, you're a professor now. He's like, I am. He was also kind of a snack. So people were like, yep. Yeah, they're like, look at this handsome man. Professor of my butthole. Yeah, so, but you know what? And like when a handsome man tells you that he did math about something, a lot of people are going to believe yeah well, I what mean, you say this back in this day it's like people didn't even know how to read of yeah. course they're gonna be like yep and i believe it if you look into like what the rectilinator like all the measurements and stuff that they did it was it's solid like they just kind of fucked up by not getting enough data had they measured far enough they would have realized that the earth doesn't 
curve upwards. Like what happened was when you measure on the horizon, like they did in Florida, uh, just the light bends and things like that. So you're never going to get a complete readout in just four miles. Mm -hmm. Um, But Moro was pretty popular um, in the academic circle of people who bought into the concave earth theory. There was another guy named Professor McNair, and he did a really famous experiment called the Tamarack Mine Experiment, which was scientifically published in 1902. So what he did was kind of like a Newton-esque thing, where he measured the distance between two lines with a ball on the end, dropped into a mine shaft. So Newton argued that all mass has a gravitational pull, and the bigger the mass, the bigger its pull. So what McNair found is that when the lines, when he dropped these lines down into the mine shaft, they were pulling as if our gravitational center was 4,000 miles up. So up in our egg yolk. He, his mathematical calculations didn't say that our gravitational pull was going down. Mm -hmm. So he concluded that we had a concave earth with everything like above us in the middle. Um, So not only did these people manage to get New Jerusalem going in Florida, but the theories went all the way to Nazi Germany. Oh, good. German writers named Peter Bender, Johann Lang, Karl Neupert, and Fritz Brat, which is the best German name in the world. It is the most um, German name. Yeah, Fritz Brat. Fritz Brat. It's like a comic book character. Anyway, Hitler killed him. Oh, uh, no, I don't yeah. know. He probably did. Uh, Brat- <laughs> you made that up? <laughs> yeah, I did make it up. Damn it! Uh, he killed one of them. Well, I'll tell you which one. Okay. Uh, bought into Teed's story, like these guys all bought into Teed's story, and they wrote a bunch of books about it called the Hawitzia. Hawitzia. Uh huh. It's just it's a German word. Ha 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 ha. Um, and guess who fucking read it? Hitler. Adolf Hitler. Of course. So here's where the Nazis and the concave Earth come together. So a lot of Hitler's weird ass behavior came from him buying into Teed's concave Earth theory. And there have been a lot of rumors about Hitler trying to bomb France by firing a rocket into the sky because he was trying to hit him up. Um, and he did the same thing with infrared cameras on the Isle of Rügen by trying to spy on Britain. And the Britain thing is not a conspiracy. The German Navy, in fact, sent a vessel to this island because they were so sure of the concave Earth theory being correct. And when they found out that you can't stare at the sky and see Britain, they put Peter Bender into a fucking concentration camp to punish him damn yeah and even well-known german rocket program scientists had notorious fuck-ups because of all the math that they were using at one point was for a concave earth instead of a round one so like how was hitler surrounded by mad scientists and not one of them discouraged hitler based on math oh i don't know because hitler also believed that like there was some seeing stones out in the fucking world that he could find that would make him all fucking powerful could you imagine like if hitler's like i want to bomb france and you're like he's like i'm gonna aim up because they're above us and could you imagine me like no 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 no. if we just fire it at like a 45 degree angle here we'll kill them all and hitler's like i'll fucking kill you and then he kills you for being right yeah but at the same time france lives I know, watch these dudes are just, like, buying into this theory because they're just secret allies, and they're like, this is how we prevent people from dying. Yeah. We what if all these guys... shoot them in the sky. Dude, what if all these guys were, like, yeah, just trying to save lives? So, like, yeah, yeah let's buy into the Hall of Earth theory. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go down the line of being, like, yeah, Nazis, some of these Nazis were heroes. They definitely were not. 
But what if they were fucking up Hitler by getting him to believe in garbage? What if there's like a secret troll in the Nazi camp? There's some movie that I'm blanking on the name and someone's going to scream at me, but it's a movie about Hitler dying and like everyone around him having to like figure out what to do next and who's the next in power and wh- how it all happened. It's It'd be cool if it was like a weekend at Bernie like, situation. It, it kind of gave me that vibe. Like they're all like very performative and like they're all looking at each other like who's going to break first because they all fucking hated him and were afraid of him. Right. Oh my god. I wonder if that's what it's going to be when like Kim Jong-il dies or whatever. The Probably. North Korean guy. I, you, God, this, I'll have to figure out this movie because it's so funny and I feel like it's probably very much so the truth. Yeah. It will absolutely be like what happens when that fucking, the North Korean oh asshole dies. And they're going to feed him to his dogs. Mm-hmm. So there was an author named Martin Gardner and he wrote a book called On the Wild Side. And in this book, it makes a claim that if we calculate light traveling in a circular pattern instead of in waves, that the physics of our universe is virtually indistinguishable from a concave one. And Hitler was obsessed with everything in the occult and sincerely believed that with the concave Earth, he could contact our quote-unquote ancient masters, such as like aliens or people from Atlantis. He wasn't exactly sure. And by traveling further towards our innermost yoke or our space, that he would meet them. Um, He believed that he could get his hands on these mysterious beings and that he could finally elevate his Third Reich to full Aryan nation status. In fact, his conquest on Earth's crust may have just been the first step in Hitler's evil scheme to elevate himself towards a true mystic ruler. Um, Hermann Rauschenk, one of Hitler's confidants, claimed that Hitler even once told him that the new man is living amongst, amongst us now. He is here. Isn't that enough Oh my god, I'm an idiot. It's not Hitler, it's Stalin. It's the death oh. of Stalin, is the movie. Oh, similar diff. Uh, I know. I mean, t- dictators. The only difference is that we pretended to be allies with Stalin um, when it benefited us. But yeah, it's a dark comedy called The Death of Stalin. came out in 2017. Steve Buscemi is in it. It's way fucking funny. Um, yeah. Let's watch it. Let's we, do like a movie book night. Yeah, seriously, it's so funny. It'd be fun as hell. Um, so Hitler told this Herman guy that, like, I have seen the new man. He is intrepid and cruel, and I was afraid of him. Then, from the book called The Gods of Eden by William Branley, on page 389, he says, Hitler and his mystical compatriots had a had curiously inverted view of the universe. Mystical I have, like, compatriots. a dog hair in my eyeball. Yeah. Um, to their way of thinking, the universe consists of infinite rock, which is broken by numerous hollow areas. In other words, the universe is like an infinite piece of Swiss cheese, solid with many holes in it. I the could com- get behind that. I know. I thought that was kind of fun. And then the holes lead to another dimension. Yeah. Kind well, cool. I mean, what are black holes, you know? Seriously. Yeah. That's our Swiss cheese. Swiss cheese. Um, and that the concave surfaces of hollow areas are the surfaces of the planets, including Earth. Humans are therefore not living on the outer surface of a round ball. They are being pushed by gravity against the inner surface of a hollow area. Um, So on our Hitler not killing himself episode, we talked about the possibility that he smuggled himself to an isolated airstrip and went south. Mm -hmm. Some say to Argentina. Some say to Antarctica. Some say to the center of the universe, a.k.a. the concave egg yolk, a.k.a. to the stars. Hitler's on Mars? Well, he's in the yoke. Mars doesn't exist. 
It's just a figment of our imaginations. Uh, so we all agree that Hitler and Nazis are pieces of shit. Yeah. But how on earth could they have been so fooled about what shape the earth was? Um, so let's go into some fun evidence for concave earth. Okay. There's, Wait, so to yes. believe in concave earth, we can't believe in other planets? You can, but... Uh, Aren't they just a part of our yoke? Ish. They're like light. They're tricks of the light. That doesn't even make sense. And they're not like sense. a planet. They may exist, but they're not like a round planet. It's like a disc. I've seen it. Well, we'll talk about it, bitch. I've seen it in a telescope. <laughs> yeah, well, you can't buy into it. Who do you think makes the television shows? What? Or the telescopes? It's all a fucking lie. So, old maps found by Donald Sarti in the Glenn McLaughlin map collection show latitude and longitude curving the other way on these ancient maps. And this goes along with the concavity theory. But ancient map mapping, making is regarded as, like, people want to call it, like, weirdly advanced. So why would we have so many maps from the 16th and 1700s from Japan, England, and Germany, all of these really weird concave lines? Because we have far more accurate maps before that. And so man has been noting that we've lived on a globe for a really long time. So all these ancient maps should follow that belief. So the question here is, what is missing from history about these concave maps. Education. Maybe. But we were educated about what shape the earth was. So really? there's got to be a reason why there were these concave maps. Literacy. We don't know. Artistic abilities. Well, I will argue that we have been using concave maps, perhaps even to this day, because the most accurate map for showing true shape and size of most landforms in relation to other landforms has concave longitude and latitude lines. Don't believe me. It, you don't believe me. It's mm -hmm. called the polyconic map projection, and our own U.S. military uses it. Yeah. Yeah. So explain that. Our own U.S. military also makes pizza in plastic bags that you add hot water to so like that's i don't true. really trust what they're up to advance that's just advance they make a pizza that i can eat out of a bag and liquid that's true um so in the early 19th century books there are also various testimonies from hot air balloon writers and one of whose whom i don't stated, trust anyone in a hot air balloon i'll say that right what now. that's a true adventurer i don't, they don't know what's going to happen when they get up there nothing good you're in a hot air balloon it's like jumping off the edge of the earth man so i don't like them well I disrespect that opinion, and I think you're wrong. Oh. Have you been in a hot air balloon? I will never. It's hot. I went to riding contest <laughs> in seventh grade, and I went in one, and it's you, really hot because the really fire. Did? Yeah, the fire's right by your fucking head. I bet you can't even hear anything. No, it's, it's like. like <gasps> yeah. How unrelaxing. Also, they tied it to a rope on the ground, so we went up like thirty feet and then came immediately you back down. You didn't even go. Oh uh -uh. my god, what a scam! But my mom came. She had a good time? Well, she didn't get to go in the balloon. She watched me go up and down in the balloon. What the fuck is the point of that? You know what? She was a supportive fucking mom. She would have watched me do nothing. What a shitty balloon ride experience. It's just I... like a shitty carnival ride that you were tethered. As it was loud. It was an adult. I realized what it was. As a seventh grader, I was on top of the world. Yeah, as a seventh grader, I also thought like lava lamps were like the peak technology. They explain a lava lamp, Noel. That's cool. They go up, they go down. <laughs> um, 
Also, the kid that I rode with, I think his name is Jason, said up, up, and away. And I thought it was the funniest thing I've heard in my life. Does it, it does it go fast up or is it a slow? It's, it's quick, but it's not jolting. So it is like slow, but you it's surprising at how like fast you can ascend and how much heat is involved just to stay up because they pulled it and up we went and then they just left. And as soon as the fire goes off, you come like right back down slowly. It is very weird. We should go on a hot air balloon. Ride. I would hate that. Why? I would hate that so much. You'll go in an airplane, but you won't go in a hot air balloon? Yeah, that's where your brain's all no, fucked no, up. No, no, no. You won't no. go in an airplane, and you will go in a hot air balloon, which is what? A bunch of fucking sheets hot glued together in a basket where, like, if the wind even just blows a tiny bit, you're fucked? Bitch, the, I, their planes go missing all the fucking time, and you never hear about hot air balloons going missing. They come up and they go right the fuck down. <laughs> There's more airplane crashes than I there are. I refuse to believe that. I, are you kidding me? What I, happens if you're in an airplane and it lights on fire? You're a kebab. If you're in a hot air balloon and it lights on fire, you're, you're having dead. a good fucking time. Are you? Now there's supposed to be fire. <laughs> to the Hindenburg. Oh my God. That wasn't a hot air balloon. It's essentially a hot air balloon. Oh my God. Same no, it concept isn't. of a hot air balloon. No. No. A hot air balloon is literally just like Toto's basket. But a dirigible is totally different. Oh my! Oh god. my god! I just I'm so fucking upset with you. You're right now. you're not even strapped in. You're just sitting in a in a little yeah. So I can get the fuck basket. out. I can take my own life into my own hands. <laughs> if I'm in an airplane, I'm along for the ride. How many people have survived airplane crashes versus hot air balloon crashes? I bet more people have died in hot airplane air balloons. crashes. Hot air balloons. No, you're so wrong. There's way more. You take out one airplane and it's killed more people than people who have died in a hot air balloon combined. You, of all of history. You are mixing up numbers here because no one is even getting close to hot air balloon traffic as there is plane traffic. If it's like a sheer numbers game, if we're to like extrapolate this based off of statistics alone. So like even if it's like hot air balloon deaths are like 2%. Out of their like 500 passengers or whatever, that's still like a higher percentage than the amount of planes that have gone missing or whatever. Like, you, I don't even, you are the one. No, I don't even fucking know you right now. (laughs) You will go in a hot air balloon, which is essentially just like a picnic basket, another fucking car that controls. Only 21 people died in hot air balloon accidents. Between the years 2000 and 2016. That's a lot of people. 21 people in 16 years? How many people are even going on hot air balloons in 16 years? That's the real question. And like actual hot air balloons, not like the janky half-assed version you got. <laughs> also, in the event of an air of a hot air balloon crash, the statistics are out of 78 crashes, uh, 18% of the people are... 46% occurred at this involved at this festival. So 94 or 18% suffered minor injuries, 18% got serious injuries and only 1% died. I don't think that adds up to 100%, but I'm going to use it cuz the statistics in my favor. <laughs> Last year there were 257 fatalities uh alone in airplane crashes. I think I don't know. I don't trust these sticks. Anyway, I just feel like you're wrong, and I don't think our friendship will ever recover. <laughs> so let me read this quote, please. Okay. About fucking, so 
Another curious effect on the aerial ascent was that Earth, when we were at our greatest altitude, positively appeared concave, looking like a huge dark bowl, rather than the convex, convex sphere as we naturally expect to see it. And there was a lot of different hot air balloon um, statements like this, and had I known you hated them so bad, I would have included them all. <laughs> but I had to edit. Um, and then also, this one's fun. So this is part of the concave Earth theory. And is the glass dome. Okay. So there's a number that comes up a lot. 62 miles or 100 kilometers. Um, this is known as the Carmen line. Not a conspiracy. 100% exists. And it defines the boundary between our atmosphere and outer space. So, again, not a conspiracy. There are tons of examples of non-conspiracy rockets and airlines who all have something going on this line. Virgin Galactic, for an example, can only go up to 62 miles before they stop. And the Black Armadillo rocket conveniently runs out of fuel at 62 miles and falls back down to Earth. Mm -hmm. The thermosphere, which sits at 62 miles, is also the hottest layer in the atmosphere. That's because it's just right at our glass projection, which uh, you our glass protection exists, and then you have the thermosphere. So in the thermosphere is where all the heat and radiation from the sun are out of control and dangerously hot. So another thing that we see, um, not a conspiracy, is that we get a lot of light phenomenon known as upper atmospheric lightning, which looks like little bursts of plasma and energy that go into our skies. Um, they look like streaks or tufts of energy until another part of this phenomenon that occurs at 62 miles up, they go into halos as if they are hitting something and spreading out. Mm-hmm. Um, Almost as if they were slamming against some glass. Now, let's sidetrack and talk about the Libyan desert for a minute. Okay. Stay with me. Uh, so near the eastern, also not a conspiracy. Do the they glass, really think it's glass? Yeah, so the glass part might be a conspiracy. Glass isn't that strong. Oh. Well, a lot of thick, thick glass is pretty strong. Like real thick glass. Real thick space glass. How do like asteroids hit Earth then? Ooh, bish. You asking all the right questions. We're going to talk about it. <laughs> so everything I've said so far is not a conspiracy, except for the glass being there. So sure. the 62 miles thing, real. How far up some of these planes can go, real. Mm -hmm. um, the plasma thing, real. So the Libyan desert, this is also not a conspiracy. So near the eastern part of Libya and western part of Egypt, there is evidence of a huge cataclysmic event. And it's in the form of a weird glass deposit that covers over 3.6 square miles. And the fun thing about all this glass is we have no idea where the hell it came from. It's made of almost pure silica, which doesn't even form until temperatures reach 2,912 degrees. And this is hotter than any other igneous rock formation on Earth. It's also the purest glass found on Earth. And, that, and uh, the silica that makes up this glass, not found anywhere in the fucking area of mm. where the Libyan desert is. Um... In fact, this glass isn't found anywhere else on Earth, which rules out naturally occurring glass in the Libyan desert. And also, the color of the sand in this desert is red, meaning that the contents of the sand are super full of iron. And that also means that the glass could not have been fused from local sandstone. It's also a greenish-yellow tint, and it looks like the color of like a loogie. And... Yeah. Some people want to dismiss the cause of the sand formation as being the remnant of a huge impact crater where a meteor came down, 
landed in the hot sand and boom, like enough heat to make glass. But it doesn't that even... That sounds reasonable. It does until you realize that it does not address that the sand has no characteristics of the sand around it. If you were to hit a meteor, or like it happens all the time when lightning hits sand on the beach, it's hot enough to make that beach glass. Mm -hmm. And that glass is made up of the sand around it. Mm -hmm. But if a meteor hit this area, that sand has no characteristics of, or the glass has no characteristics of the sand in which it sits. Mm -hmm. Um, So where did it come from? Our glass dome. Something impacted it hard enough to cause a big chunk to fall out of the sky and it fell down in Libya. Who's, who, why, why do we have a glass dome? Is there someone who put it up? Hell yeah, bitch. Also, fun fact, you can buy it on eBay. Some of the glass. And that Moldavite that we like so much. Mm -hmm. Fucking circus peanuts. What do you mean? In comparison to the Libyan glass. Yeah, people think Libyan glass brings upon... Libyan glass eats Moldavite for breakfast. Yeah, but the whole thing with Moldavite is that it's this like alien, alien geode shit that brings energy. Does no. Libyan glass do the same? I don't, Libyan glass was made by God himself. Okay. That's who put the glass dome oh, up? We'll find out. Uh, we actually don't know who put the glass there. We can only speculate, Noel. But we can say that this glass barrier is just as man-made as the sun is so let's talk about the sun jesus christ so the way that we when we look at round objects in our universe like the moon or the planets they don't reflect light the way that we would think a ball or a sphere would in fact they act more like a flat disc other than a round object so concave theorists argue that they are little more than atmospheric phenomenon or mirages um not a conspiracy the only well they argue that the only thing we've ever proven to be in our skies that are real are meteorites because they've hit our earth and we found them Mm -hmm. and the sun because it's hot Mm -hmm. so what is the sun then yeah uh most sheep will say that it is a mixture of hydrogen and helium but concave earthers believe that it is a man-made iron alloy put there by god knows who probably God, (laughs) in their uh, theory, to heat up our little egg Earth. So if we look at meteors that hit Earth, and this is where they come from, you asked this earlier, um, they are made up of similar iron alloys that have glass filaments in them. This means that our sun spits off meteors, which slam into our glass dome, pick up some of these composites before eventually landing here. This would explain why many iron meteorites are confused for man-made rusted steel because they are fucking man-made components. Do we just have all these holes in our little glass dome? Is there someone who fixes the holes? Um, no, the sun, the sun, they would argue, is within our oh. dome. Because the sun is not as far away as we would think it is. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and since the sun is a mechanical component, like, one of the laws of mechanical energy is, like, it's never perfect. Like, energy is always lost. So as our sun works and it's moving, little pieces of energy or little piece of the heat spits off of it. And this would be like what a meteor is. This is just like a chunk of sun garbage. Hmm. Um, Also, fun fact, gravity, according to concave earthers, is because the electric currents from the sun push down on us physically. I didn't go into the gravity part. So I was like, that's boring. Um, 
so we live and follow me here. We live in a gassy layer followed by a vacuum in a place that has fake light surrounded by glass. What We're does it sound like, like? A light bulb. Yeah. So. What's the, that movie with Jim Carrey? Yes. Uh, Truman Show. Truman Show. We're in a big ass Truman Show. Yeah, we're in the Truman Show. And, soundstage. Yeah. And so the soundstage or light bulb. Because uh, the fun thing about sulfur light bulbs is that um, they were made in the 80s. Now, mm-hmm. guess what? We had to have a rotation schedule for sulfur light bulbs when they were invented because the glass would melt and wear down. So they would have to put them on these schedules and turn them off and on so that the glass wouldn't get destroyed. Can you imagine if, like, your lights just melted out of your ceiling? How upsetting would that be? It would be very upsetting. You want to know how you fix it? You have day and night. Day is when our sunlight is on. Night oh, is where we turn it saying, off. Like us as the light bulb yep. turn on and off. We have day and night fish so our sun bulb doesn't explode. Wow. NASA and the military are totally in on it too because we launched space shuttles in, t- in 1979 and then all of a sudden, less than 10 years later, we get the sulfur lamp. They took our sun technology and they adapted it for their own nefarious means. So, you know what's impressive is, mm. like, some people's creativity, some people's imaginations, like, that they're just like, you know what? We live in a light bulb. And oh, you're just like, what? The math behind this is insane. I thought about, like, posting some of the equations, and I was also like, what's the point? Um, there is so much math behind this. We only went into it a little bit when I talked about the rectilinator. Mm-hmm. Holy God, this whole theory is about math. And that's why they shit on flat earthers so hard. Because they were like, you don't even account for how light like fragments off of different reflective surfaces, you stupid pieces of shit. And flat earthers are like, don't fight with us. We should all be in it together. And they're like, like, not here. Yeah, flat earth is like the stepping stone to like concavity. Like concave earth theory is like the cheerleader and jock. Of the high school. Mm-hmm. And then the flat earth is like the gun under the gun. table. Yeah, the flat earth is going to bring a gun. Wow. So, the moon and stars. Well, what is the moon? We mentioned earlier that concave earth theorists um, believe that the moon is an al- optical illusion. So let's go into that. Um, this is a damn good optical illusion. You know what they called it that? Hmm. They said, you can't believe that the moon is real because it means you're buying into hearsay. You haven't touched the moon. You're just believing what other people say about it. You fucking gullible pieces of shit. I have seen the moon in such detail. Yeah, well... Oh, I'm about to get you, bitch. What? So, there are a ton of video anomalies of the moon passing right in front of clouds. Or the moon looking like Pac-Man where the shadow hits it weird so it does look like the little wah-wah-wah. And then there's also video footage where it seems like the moon is jumping around in the sky. Um, 
Wild Heretic. That video which, footage is just like an 85 year old trying to send her grandkids a probably. picture. Probably. She's like, look at the full moon. Um, it's just all shit. You would think so, but there was a fixated point in the sky and the moon was moving around the fixated point. So, Noel. I bet. Check. I bet. So, Wild Heretic is this is this like information conglomerate, which I got a lot of this information. So please go to their website and give it a few hits. Um, <laughs> Cause they don't get enough. They put in so much fucking work in this. It is admirable. So a lo- the details on this, all the cool stuff, 100% fucking wild heretic. These are not original thoughts of ours. We are merely echoing this person. Thank God. Wild heretic. Reach out to me. Big fan. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, so you say, Noel, yeah. that you can see detail on something that is 350,000 kilometers away. Mm-hmm. But you can't see fucking detail on the mountains that are a mere stone's throw? Yeah, I can. No, you can't. Yeah, I can. No, you can't. Yeah, I can. No, you can't. <laughs> yeah, I can. People, no, you cannot see detail on shit from far away I've seen in the detail. same detail. Of if what we observe the moon to be. it's a pretty big area that has detail, I can see it. You um, can see not the same level of detail. The moon is crisp as fuck. The mountain is like a beautiful blur of different colors of trees, but you are not seeing every individual crater. You fucking... Yo, I bought these I glasses these off... I got these glasses off the fucking internet, and they have not done me wrong. So... Clearly you are. may want to say, well, the moon reflects more light, so I can absorb more light into my eye, which makes it seem more detailed. No. Fuck you, Noel. Wait, I lost my space. Yeah, I wasn't even going to say that, man. I was going to say, like, those craters are so fucking big. If there was a big-ass crater on the side of a fucking mountain, I'd probably see it in detail, too. Well, I'm right here in front of you, and you can't see shit, <laughs> I'm saying. <laughs> so, um... So, um... Let's talk about the lights in space theory is what most sheep believing that the earth is a globe want to believe. Um, so s- let's talk about the stars, first of all. So when you look at any YouTube video on the Internet, um, there's a ton of them that where people have sent cards into space or toys. Um, Elon Musk sent in a car. And then they post the video because it's just really fun for people also, to see stuff like that. Also, where did that car go? Did it come back it's down just, to Earth? No, it's just hanging out forever. Or hopefully it crashed. Around. What if it crashed and killed Elon? God, that would be a gift. Um, so in all of these space videos, there's never any stars. Even more questionable um, is why NASA's footage always looks just as shitty as all the amateur stuff we've seen. And you can blame things like light pollution or cameras not being able to pick up on starlight in comparison to the Earth's reflective glow. But remember that Red Bull guy who famously jumped and did the world's highest high jump? Um, Mm -hmm. His name is Phoenix Baumgartner, and he himself said that space was nothing more than totally black. So what does this mean? Um, Well, it doesn't explain that the stars are light years away from us, but are actually a low-altitude phenomenon. And are reflecting off of nothing other than glass in the dome sky. Good. So why hide the concavity, you ask? Yeah, why? Well, there's a lot of different theories. So let's just go over a few. There's like billions. Uh, so one of the more obvious reasons, I mean, it's obvious to me. Yeah, obvious. Sim- obviously. Obviously. They're practically putting it on your face and the egg. Uh, 
So whoever's in control of the earth or the shadow elite, whoever you want to believe controls the earth, mm -hmm. wants to control the population by limiting what we know. So there won't be any scientific or technological advancements. Oh, easy done. Everyone's already a yeah. willful idiot. Yeah. They don't want anything coming out from any like homegrown scientists who aren't in their ranks. So they want to have all the inside info on the concave earth mathematics so that they can control the who and what of all technological advancements. Um, and it comes down to control and information also in such a way that we live vicariously through lies about space. NASA tells us that we live in this vast universe, gives us shitty photos, and we are momentarily placated by the so-called evidence. We accept the unknown because we think that these bigwig scientists would always tell us the truth, but they aren't. If they, if we knew that we lived in a giant egg or a light bulb, we I wouldn't would, care. Well, it would be like the Truman Show. We would immediately want to be like, why the fuck am I in this egg? And who is keeping me inside of you it? You should ask that every day. Why am I here? What is existence? What is the point of this? Well, maybe because we're in hell, bitch. Feels like it sometimes. Yeah, because that's right. Another theory is that Earth is a prison and we are locked the fuck up. Oh, that makes more sense than anything. That and makes more sense than anything. Here's where we get into different egg things. So the idea isn't... It actually isn't different than the spirit realm or astral planes or whatever you want to call our existence. Um, so in his book called Passport to Eternity, writer Lawrence W. Foreman suggests that human-looking aliens use Earth as their prison. And we're all fucking stuck here for crimes that we committed in their society. Once we serve a lifetime and die, we're free to return to their society. That light at the end of the tunnel it is to wipe our memory... So we don't hold it against our alien overlords in the next life. They want us complacent or we come the fuck back to Earth again. We are the Australia of our egg universe. I believe that. I can get behind that. That makes the most sense out it's of everything. It's actually kind of fun, um, in my opinion, to think that we're just in this like little ant tank. And they're like, hurry the fuck up and stare your time. Or we could be like cosmic whipping boys. Like, oh, all right, yeah. you were bad. Send your human puppy to the egg realm. Where they feels, have to live in this yeah. shitty pandemic. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it's less nefarious. I feel like we, like I said before, we were just this like toy that has now been forgotten. Mm -hmm. Well, it's fun that you say that because in Passport to Eternity, um, the author also suggests that we're needed physically. So the beings Why? That, All we do is like make messes yeah. and well, the, pollute. The beings that made us are basically immortal, right? So what if we were simply little farm clones being harvested for our alien counterparts to feed off of? Either like in an energy way, like a battery in the Matrix, or if they're like, okay, I need, I need your tissues, I need your organs, so I'm going to just abduct you a little bit, take what I need, and then put you back. We're just like body farms. Yeah. It is also suggested that the original sin in the Garden of Eden was not biting the apple, but it was by reproducing. Talking to a snake. Yep. So what? <laughs> yep. Yeah, literally with your vagina. Um, so what if we are little babies for these sexless aliens to harvest or take care of like fish in a fucking bowl or even a womb? If we knew that we were just tadpoles waiting to be frogs, like what would we be capable of? Nothing. Probably still nothing. But you'd be like the next step. We'd always be chasing the next step. If we knew that we were in like a snow globe. We would want the fuck out. We'd want to see what's on the other side of the globe. 
I bet it's probably disappointing. Probably. But that is the end hmm. of concave earth theory. Please, everyone, go look at the Wild Her- Heretic website. It's just wildheretic.com. Jesus. It's actually real. It's actually pretty fun. It's pretty fun. Pretty fun, like parlor pretty fun? or Well, less racism. Okay. Uh, you know, parlor's really been letting me down lately. I haven't won any of their stupid contests for free guns. Still fighting the good fight. Yeah. Watch um, out for my dad on there. Oh my god, I'm so glad my father doesn't know how to use social media. Is your dad on parlor? I'll add him. I'm pretty sure. At least I think so. He shared an article with me, so this is how I found out. He sent me the article about uh, the guy who plays Darth Vader dying, and it was an article from, from Parlor. And I was like, oh, I heard about this. Also, stay off Parlor, Alex Jones. And he was like, what? And I was like, yeah, stay off Parlor, Alex Jones. Yeah. Dude, Parlor is just like a, it seriously is a cesspool of racism. I know it. And what's the point of being there if I can't even win free guns? I know. It's just ruining your psyche. I know. How am I supposed to shoot my way out of this sun bulb? I know. How are we supposed to break through the glass <laughs> if you don't have these free guns? Dude, let's all we gotta do is make a rocket that goes sixty-three miles in the air. I looked it up, it's only like three hundred something dollars to build. Yeah, what just we like that need. other guy who was trying to prove that the earth was flat and then crashed and fucking died. That yeah, could be us. They killed him. Or he they, killed himself no. with a three hundred dollar rocket. They gave him the wrong math, man. Yep. That's how they do it. They give us the wrong math. So they don't have to try very it. hard to make me go the wrong way with math. Yeah, well, that's what they're doing. Because they're like, we don't want you to have the real math, so we give you fake math. That, that would explain why it's so confusing to me. All of yeah, that. because you're Cyrus Teed reincarnated trying to I bust the fuck out. I don't want to be, man. Out. If I had a cult, the last thing on the list would be celibacy. Well, now you know what you know. You got to start it back up again. Yeah. I would be fine with celibacy cults because then I wouldn't have to like hook up with all the gross assholes who join cults. Yeah, that is also true, but um I don't know, it's a risky game, a celibacy cult. Also, yeah. like what's the point of having a cult if you can't continue the cult? Yeah, on? that's why all two hundred and fifty people all died off within yeah. like a decade of each other. Yeah, dummy. We should it's like a museum though now though. Like if I ever went to Florida it would be to the Coruscanity. Probably the saddest looking museum in some like swamp it is, shanty town. It is quite sad. It looks like a uh, like um oh my no god. No man who doesn't believe who who doesn't believe in fucking and thinks the earth is a fucking egg has got a cool museum. Yeah, it's a little compoundy. It's just like a big square. Yeah, it doesn't estate. surprise me at all. But um I what do, so what do you think about concave earth versus flat earth? Um, I think the concave earth is more believable than flat earth. I think flat earth is fucking bananas. I mean, at least it's still like round. Yeah. Um, I don't know. My heart still has such a place for flat earth because it it all leads to Antarctica. Mm Antarctica is less important in concave earth theory. It's all about the glass. I do kind of want to get on eBay once I like build up an account again because my car was so expensive to fix. I saw that. Yeah. $1,300. I was just going in for an oil change. <laughs> uh, but I do want to get some of that Libyan glass off the internet. I want yeah, a piece man. of our sky bulb. That Libyan glass and some Moldavite and I'm ready to fucking get weird. Two earrings. One in each ear hole. Oh man. You would just like evaporate. You would just. You would. That's how you get the fuck out of the bulb. Yeah. So. 
That's a good idea. It was weird. It, yeah. The thing with concave earth is like, I had thought it was hollow earth for so long. And I was just another one of the fucking idiots. You never thought like it inside it out. Yeah. There's also a guy, I think his name is like something Christian Jesus, Lord Christian Jesus. Good, solid name. On YouTube. And he yells at flat earthers. He's like, you're so fucking stupid. And that's who they were responding to on LinkedIn. Where they're like, we shouldn't fight, man. Damn. Yeah, he's like the bad boy of concave earth theory. Damn, there always is one. Yeah. He's got a leather jacket. I want him and Mark Sargent, who's the bad boy of flat earth theory, to just beat the Make shit out. out of each other. Um. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure. I just want him to meet and see what will happen. They'll make out. Probably. Um, there's a conspiracy theorist I have to get you um, to watch on YouTube. I have to remember his name, but he's he's doing some nefarious things. Yeah? His, <laughs> his shit is like, he sees penises and everything. Oh, like the alien artwork guy. Yeah. It might be the same guy. Um, he's got a YouTube channel. He's older. Um, and he believes there's penises and everything. Uh, yeah. I'll have to find him and send him to you. There are in these two broads. Uh, you know, like penises and us. We're the broads. Uh-huh. Like there are in these ones. Great job. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we'll never be as funny or as successful as when we're imitating Charles and Camilla. <laughs> I've just been yelling night. Just good night, night. God, that fucking. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. So anyway, Chelsea believes that we live in an egg, and I believe that we are just one marble in an alien's pocket. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, we both believe in the globe. Yeah. Don't come for me too hard. Um, Yeah. But I, I think the idea of living inside an egg is kind of nice because it feels safe. Yeah, it does feel safer. Unless you start thinking about how this egg is always getting shooken up. This egg is always <laughs> getting shooken up. <laughs> We're like a scrambled egg. We are, man. <laughs> I'm sick of it. Yeah, um, me too. We're like a rotten egg. I know. Of disease and We're corona. Like those eggs that like. It's like a delicacy to eat, but it's really just an egg that's been buried and like left for like five years and then they come back and yeah. eat it. And you're just like, don't. That's us. Yeah. Yeah, we're the gross egg. Yeah, we are a gross egg. Well, anyway. Um, hail. You know what? I don't want to hail eggs. Eggs are gross. <laughs> eggs are disgusting. Turning your back on um, what you know. Uh, hail. You know what I'll say? I'll say hail planes. Fuck hot air balloons. <gasps> yeah. That hurts. Yeah. Fuck a hot air balloon. Well, I'd hot like air to balloons. see anyone be excited about an airplane going around the world in 80 days. As they were for the balloon. <laughs> yeah. The we, book that was written about we, it. We also are excited when like a little fucking fat little hedgehog or whatever the shit that is comes out and tells us if it's winter or not. What is that thing called? Bucatani. <laughs> Phil. Right? <laughs> <laughs> What is that called? It's a goat. Groundhog. 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 <laughs> I'm thinking Sonic the Hedgehog. The Hedgehog comes out. That would be so cute. Mean? I think it's like Puckatawny Phil or something. Why do you know that? I don't know. <laughs> anyway, we get excited about stupid shit. So 
Who's the fucking say? Oh. oh man. Anyway, you shouldn't go too deep. It'll break right out of the eggshell. Oh fuck. Well, okay. I'll say, uh, I'll say, hail the hedgehogs. Yeah, <laughs> the hedgehogs that tell us if we're gonna have more winter, or spring, or whatever they do. 